You're listening to Random Fit with hosts Wendy Batts and Ken Miller, winner of a Gold Markham Award for Digital Media. Hi, everyone. Welcome to this week's Random Fit. I am Wendy Batts here with Ken Miller. Ken, how are you? Doing great, Wendy. How you doing? Looking good. I'm good. I'm good. Right. Well, you know, falls upon us, so I am all about the weather and uh, actually about this week's podcast as well, because we have a very special guest. Today, we have Carrie Futrell joining us. She's a product manager and in mainly the fitness segment of the Garmin International. And she's been involved in the design and development of many of the Garmin's key performance features, including training status, training readiness, daily suggested workouts. And the reason we have her on the show today, she's been heavily involved in the HRV status. So let's go ahead and welcome Carrie to the show. Hey there. Hi. Hi. Thanks for hey. having me today. Yeah. I'm excited thanks. to be here. <laughs> yeah. Thanks for coming on. Um, so what I've been doing as a personal trainer for the last 20 years, just working with people, Carrie, and since starting, since implementing wearables, and that's, I know that this is your sweet spot. This is what you do for Garmin. Um, it's opened a whole new category of conversations, if you will, when it comes to the things that I can talk to and discuss with my clients, because if they are wearing their Garmin, right, and I've gotten a few people to make the investment just because me, I'm, I've been using it now for the last four or five months, and it's just opened my eyes as far as how my body is, my habits, um, and my how my body responds to those habits. Um, now, with my with my clients, it's it's opened up those same conversations, and, and if anything, it's opened up their eyes towards. Oh, I didn't realize that's what I was doing. And in this episode of Random Fit, we were talking about sleep and its effect on recovery and how it can be a secret weapon. So, uh, just to start us off, Carrie. How much or how does sleep affect recovery? Yeah, um, sleep is really, I mean, it's such a critical, plays such a critical role in our recovery. Um, you know, it's, it's, it's really necessary for our bodies to function properly. Um, you know, especially uh, if you're someone that's, that's training, uh, maybe you're, you know, training for a race, got a marathon coming up or something. Um, sleep is even more critical at that time. Uh, you know, that's when your, your body, you know, needs that time, um, uh, to allow your cells and your muscle tissue to repair, uh, and grow, um, after that exercise stimulus. So, um, you know, getting inadequate sleep, um, that can have a really bad downstream effect. I mean, that can, um, result in, you know, some cases that could, um, increase risk of training injuries, um, that could also, compromise your immune system, increase your chances of getting sick. Um, you know, so all of those things, um, really, uh, kind of go to show how important of a role sleep plays in our recovery. And I think, um, you know, like you said, with, with wearables now, um, it's just amazing the wealth <laughs> of data that you can get. Um, and that, you know, it really helps, um, help someone see, um, you know, what their habits are, what their lifestyle is, um, and, and get that data and be able to make informed decisions based on that data. 
Well, Carrie, this actually brings me to the question, you know, I know all wearables are different and everyone's kind of got their, you know, their own slight way of measuring things. But with the Garmin and the way that we look at our sleep score, what are the major factors that contribute to that? Yeah. Yeah. When talking about the sleep score, uh, so there's a lot of components that go into it and it's something that you can get on a lot of different um, wearables today. Um, you know, typical uh, duration, your overall sleep duration is something that's going to be taken into effect. Um, you know, that's going to differ. How much sleep you need um, is going to differ, uh, you know, based on your age. And that can also differ, um, you know, based on stress and other um, factors going on in your life. Um, other, uh, pieces that are taken into account, um, include, um, how much time you spend awake. So maybe like you're in bed from 10 PM to 6 PM, but maybe you were awake for two hours of that, or you were tossing and turning for two hours of that. So, um, that doesn't really count toward your overall duration. Um, also the amount of time that you spend in different stages of sleep. So, uh, you know, whether you were, how much light sleep you were getting, uh, and then, and then deep and REM sleep, those are really important. So whether you are getting uh, enough sleep in each of those stages, uh, something else that we track on Garmin wearables, uh, is your stress, your average stress overnight. Uh, and, and this, you know, combined with looking at the duration and the stages can, can really tell you how restorative your sleep was, how much you were able to recharge overnight. Uh, and that stress um, we determine that by looking at a combination of heart rate and heart rate variability data. Um, and through that, we can, we can tell, you know, whether your body is in a relaxed state or if it's in a, a high stress state. Um, and all of that combined, uh, we take all of that information and, and boil it up into a, a sleep score that makes it easy for someone to understand whether they're night of sleep was, was excellent or good or fair or poor. <laughs> right. Because Wendy and I actually talked about this a couple months ago <laughs> when we talked about measuring our sleep. And I think we both, Wendy, we, we both had the same reading, like your sleep was too short, but essentially it said, but that's okay because you had enough deep sleep. And I, it's funny because looking at my, my watch this morning, I had five and a half hours of sleep. Yeah, it was not not good sleeping behavior. I was not protecting my sleep. Um, so five and a half hours, but I had 55 minutes of deep sleep, right? And and this this just goes back to conversations I've had with my clients to where it's like, yeah, you know, you say you're in bed for eight hours, but you had, you know, 30 minutes of deep sleep or you spend a lot of time being you know awake because mm -hmm. you know the kids are walking in the 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 dog is barking early in the morning or late at night so that sleep quality um as far as those you know that between the deep and the active or awake that's that's been uh that's been a big topic that i've been able to cover with my clients that i haven't been able to to cover before so from your end um how how have you seen or discussed with athletes or, or users of Garmin to, you know, as far as the quality of information of, you know, those four stages of sleep. So how, how has that helped athletes that you mentioned, like the one you mentioned that is perhaps 
running a marathon. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I think, um, paying attention to your sleep, uh, you can, you can use that to inform what your training sessions might look like. So for example, let's say you got a poor night of sleep. You had, you know, maybe some intense sprint workout planned for the next morning. Um, but you know, knowing, okay, maybe my stress was higher overnight. Um, I didn't get enough time in all these stages and, you know, that's resulting in this poor sleep score. Um, you know, that can mean that you're not going to reap the benefits from that sprint workout or that really intense workout. Um, not to say, you know, don't do anything, but it might be uh, better, you know, to say, okay, today, you know, I'm going to back it off. Uh, maybe I'll just do an easier workout or I'll swap my workouts around, um, still going to do something, but I'll just, um, keep it easy. And then, you know, maybe make a conscious effort to get a good night's sleep tonight and then plan on, uh, tomorrow, um, doing that workout, that hard workout that I had planned. So, you know, I think you can kind of use it in a way to inform your training sessions, um, and, and try to optimize your training, uh, so that you get the most benefits, um, your, your body's able to reap the benefits, um, and really, you know, adapt from those hard training sessions. Um, and that is something, um, that we do already on, um, some of our Garmin wearables, uh, we um, have workout suggestions, uh, daily workout suggestions that we provide, uh, both running and cycling workouts. Uh, and those workouts can change um, based on sleep. So kind of like what I was saying, if you um, had a hard workout, if you sleep poorly, um, then you might wake up in the morning and see, oh, <laughs> I've got a new workout today because um, today's not going to be the best day to do that that really intense sprint workout anymore. I love it. Well, today on Random Fit, we're talking sleep recovery secret weapon with myself, Ken Miller. And we have our very special guest, um, Carrie Futrell, joining us from Garmin. And she's talking a lot about sleep and the importance of it. Um, but Carrie, you also, because when we're talking about HRV, I mean, that stands for heart rate variability. We know that. And we know that when you're tracking it and you're using your devices, that in the very beginning, it won't give you a number that's accurate because it takes some time. Um, how long is a suggested time to get like a good baseline? And then, and then of course, this is the, the end question that everybody wants to know, am I good or am I bad? Um, so what is a good number or a good range? Yeah, sure. So yeah, so heart rate variability. Uh, yeah, that's something that's, um, seems like it's becoming more um, common uh, to be able to track um, on a lot of different wearables. Uh, it, you know, it can be hard though, like you're saying to know, you know, how do I interpret this information? What do I do with it? Um, you know, what's good or bad. I think it's, um, common to want to compare to someone else of like, Oh, you know, I got this number. What did you get? You know, Oh, mine's lower. Is that bad? Is that good? Um, you know, so, uh, one thing that's really important with, um, understanding heart rate variability. And I guess just, you know, in simple terms, heart rate variability, um, you know, it's telling you what it's measuring is uh, the amount of variation uh, from beat to beat in, in your heart. 
the more variation there is, um, that's an indication that your body is in more of a rested and relaxed state. The less variation there is, uh, that's a sign that your body is in more of a stressed state. Uh, but again, there's a lot of variables at play. Uh, and so just knowing like higher tends to be relaxed, lower tends to be stressed, like that still doesn't quite get you all the way there. Uh, what's really important is learning, you know, what's a normal range of values for me. Um, and so that's something that um, on, on several of our wearables, um, we have something called HRV status. Um, and um, over uh, about a three-week period, uh, we'll build up um, if, if you wear the watch to sleep, um, it's using your overnight, uh, HRV will measure, um, HRV all during your, um, your entire sleep period, uh, and figure out, you know, what your average HRV was for that night over about three weeks. And we'll continue to build it up. Even after that, uh, we'll determine, okay, this seems to be a normal range for your heart rate variability. Um, once we've built that up, then we can look and see, okay, uh, what has your HRV, HRV been um, recently, you know, in the last um, last seven days, it's just to kind of um, average out, get rid of spikes that might not really be meaningful. Um, then you can see, okay, my recent HRV is within what my watch is telling me is my baseline range. Um, so that's a good indication that your body is in a balanced state um, and any uh, stressors that you're putting on it, whether that be from, um, you know, training stress or, uh, you know, work stress, family stress, anything, travel even, um, <laughs> that your body is adapting to all of that well. <laughs> I'm laughing, Carrie, just because Ken yeah. and I, we travel a lot together and we are super competitive. <laughs> and so we're sending each other our data and I'm like, mine's better than yours. And he's like, no, your numbers are wrong. And so we have no idea what we're doing, but it's actually like, you know, it's not good to be competitive when you're looking at your own stats. <laughs> yeah. Well, I was trying to say, and I think especially, you know, if, if we're talking about athletes or people that are training for things, they tend to be competitive. And so it's like kind of in your nature to want to say like, oh, look, my number is better than yours. But really it's, yeah. it's, yeah, it's, it's uh, tempting to do that, but, but really, you know, what's, what's most meaningful, what's, what's really actionable about heart rate variability is, you know, knowing whether you're inside of your normal range and um, seeing if, you know, your, your recent HRV, um, if it's dipped below uh, what your normal range is, um, you know, that's maybe something to pay attention to that, okay, um, I might be more stressed than usual. Um, and, and, you know, kind of, you can look at that and, and think about, okay, what are some things in my life or training um, that could be causing that if I've ramped up my training a lot? Um, maybe I'm not recovering enough and I need to um, back off or take some easy days. Um, maybe I'm not getting enough sleep or I'm not getting quality sleep. Uh, back to that, that can definitely have an impact on your HRV. Um, maybe I'm, you know, I'm stressed about something in my life or in work. Um, all of those things can have um, a role in your HRV. Um, and so it, you know, it's kind of um, informs how your body is responding, um, and kind of lets you take action based on that information. 
Yeah, and I want to I want to share a little something, you know, as far as how I've used HRV, because like you said, Carrie, you know, HRV is something that's been, you know, you're definitely able to use that on your garment, but other wearables um, are measuring HRV. Mm-hmm. But when I've talked to clients about the importance of understanding what your individual heart rate variability is, is that I give them the example of when I was out of country, there were um, two conferences that I was that I traveled to back to back, and we're talking about a nine, 10 hour difference in time zone. So, you know, as, as things go, when you're out of country, you don't have a car, you know, I go from 10,000, 11,000 steps to 21,000, 23,000 steps a day, every day. Um, and on top of that, you know, I'm sleeping in a hotel, uh, early mornings, late nights, talking to our hosts or conference coordinators, plus the stress of presenting. And you have a flight that's 11 hours long, and I may have gotten two hours sleep in that. So I could see my heart rate variability just taking a dive, right? Activity is going up. My daily activity is going up, but my sleep has gone down and, and well, sleep has gone down and my HRV came down. So lo and behold, two days after I get home, I get one of the, the you know, the harshest colds uh, I've had in a year or year and a half. I don't really get sick, but I just remember this one just taking me out. And I bring that up because I've had clients that are CEOs and executives that do that bi-coastal, occasional, international trip. And it's the same thing, you know, morning breakfast with with clients or higher ups, dinners, sleep is the same, jet lag is the same, and their heart rate variability, now that they know what that feature is, then they're then they're able to understand like, well, maybe this is not the day for me to to have a strength or a power day in the gym, even though that's what's on the calendar. So I just said, I just have to tell them, watch this and that will help determine that, right? So you watch your activity, your sleep, your HRV being the ultimate one that you wanna look at and then let that kind of guide you on how to take on the, you know, take on the, the workout or make the modifications for on the road because when you're on the road, that's not the time to try to achieve gains. That's when you just want to maintain. So you you bring up some really good things. So I'm just going to send this clip to my clients and say, see, this is this is what Carrie said. And <laughs> this is this is why you need to start paying closer attention when you're on the road. Yeah. You know? And Carrie can, I mean, with what Ken said, I mean, obviously I can relate. I just came back from South Korea. That was a little bit crazy, but can you talk a little bit about the relationship between HRV and sleep? Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, so, you know, I think um, what uh, what you might see, you know, typically if, if um, you know, all things are good, you're getting good sleep, um, when you're sleeping, um, your HRV is going to be at its highest um, because that's when your body is in a relaxed state. Um, and so, you know, that's... Um, really, you know, that window during sleep is really a great time to be able to measure it because it's kind of capturing when you should be 
most relaxants, it's a consistent period of time. Um, so it's also helpful to be able to use that window of time to, to build up, you know, kind of what your normal um, baseline range is. Um, what you will see, you know, also is, um, let's say, you know, you um, slept poorly, um, you know, you, you may also be pretty likely to see um, a lower than normal HRV during your sleep. Um, so those are kind of related in that way that um, low HRV um, tends to be, have some association with um, poor sleep, uh, you know, and that's because, you know, your, your body um, is probably under more stress than usual. Um, and that could be due to a number of reasons. Yeah, definitely travel is a big one. Um, international travel is definitely tough and, and just, you know, throws your schedule off completely. Um, and, you know, you aren't able to get as restful of sleep, even if you, um, are getting enough hours of sleep, it's, um, you know, gonna, gonna disrupt your rhythm and, um, kind of throw a wrench in there. Uh, and so, yeah, you will see, you know, with that poor sleep, you know, you may be likely to see, um, low HRV scores as well. Now, when, when you are looking at in, in the example that we've, we've been talking about now is just jet lag and, and changing time zones. But for that person that is traveling, and I have a buddy who just traveled from the West Coast to Texas and just finished a, a Spartan race or a series of Spartan races. But because of the back-to-back-to-back of these three races that he did, now that I've instructed him, you know, a little bit about what I know about heart rate variability, part of the conversation now lies in, you gotta give your body time to rest and recover. So how does, so we're talking about sleep and HRV. Now, if you can expand on the role of HRV and recovery just a little bit more just so that when my buddy Richie is listening to us <laughs> um you know somebody who does you know he's tr training for a 50k he he does these trifectas with Spartan races but how should he be using now HRV in terms of planning out his not just his training schedule but now his recovery schedule yeah yeah I I think that's a really good example to bring up of um, races, uh, especially the back-to-back -back ones. That's going to put a lot of um, additional uh, stress and strain on your body. Um, you know, I think um, it's kind of what we were what we were talking about before of just looking at you know is your HRV um, in your baseline range or um, has it fallen below that baseline range. Um, you know, I think especially after a really hard race, um, and I would imagine even more so after back-to-back -back races, um, that it would be, um, you know, not unusual to see your, uh, HRV dip below your normal range. Uh, you know, cause that those efforts, if, you know, let's say those were max all out efforts, um, that's going to put a lot of strain on your body and, and that's going to take time for your body to recover from that. Um, so, you know, seeing after that <clears throat> your HRV maybe lower, um, I think, you know, that's, that's expected. That's, that's normal. I think the thing to watch is, you know, keep, keep an eye on that and see if it rebounds 
over, you know, the next few nights, um, you know, and kind of just watch that. If you see it's, it's low, you know, just try to be getting, um, more recovery, you know, really focus on sleep and getting rest, um, trying to relax during the day when you can, um, making sure that you're getting enough sleep overnight, um, not (laughs) doing too many more hard efforts if you can avoid it, (laughs) um, you know, and just, and just watch that number to, to see if it, um, starts to rebound and come back into your, uh, baseline range. And then that's a good sign that your body has started to kind of recover and, and adapt from those um, hard efforts. Well, to kind of piggyback off of that, Carrie, can you talk a lot? I mean, and I don't know if it's even kind of almost the same question, but, you know, when you're looking at sleep and HRV, when we're looking to optimize training, if we know that our numbers are low, I know that we should kind of take more of a recovery day. But if we really want to optimize our training or really working with our athletes and we're looking at this data, what's the best way of going about that? Yeah, I think, um, you know, those are the sleep. Um, and HRV are, are two um, really useful metrics to pay attention to, to inform your training. Um, and I think, you know, the, the big thing when we're talking about optimizing is, um, you know, trying to make sure that your um, body is going to be able to get the impact, um, you know, the full benefit um, of that training session. Um, so, you know, just seeing if your um, sleep is poor, has been poor recently, um, seeing if your HRV is, um, out of balance, that can, um, that can be a reason to dial back now, you know, maybe last night you got, um, excellent sleep. Um, maybe you're, you know, really well recovered from recent activities that you've done. Um, your HRV is balanced. Like everything is pointing to today is a a really good day (laughs) to go and, and crush it. So like, if you had a hard workout plan, like that can be, um, you know, a really good confirmation that, you know, today, like I should really push it. Like I, you know, today's going to be a good day. Um, you know, I'm really going to be able to benefit from this hard training. Um, so I should, you know, really, um, give it my all today. So, um, yeah, those, you know, I think it, it can kind of be used, um, in both ways, both to kind of think about when do I need Mm -hmm. to, um, dial back for ease up and, and when do I, when, when is a good day to, um, really give it a hard effort. And, and that's, that's a great point, um, Carrie. So here we are on Random Fit and both myself, Ken Miller and Wendy Betts. We have Carrie Futrell here from Garmin and we're talking about sleep being the secret weapon with recovery. So I, I think you, you bring up a point there with, well, I, you bring up a great point, not I think, you do bring up a great point in that earlier in this in this on this episode you talked about well if hrv is low if your sleep was low then your feedback uh from your wearable from your garmin let's just say is is telling you okay well here's a suggestion uh maybe we should back off but that point you just brought up carrie and a lot of people don't really look at this as as i'm looking at it is that if you slept well your hrv is is higher that day, then that's the day to just drive a truck right through it. That's the day, yeah, push yourself, even though, you know, we're always looking, well, I, I can kind of look at that door to say, well, maybe I'll just take it easy. Maybe I'll just do some mobility or some core work today and maybe I won't go on that two miler. But 
if every if all the if all the signs are there then why not push yourself why not take advantage of it especially if your your body is doing what it's supposed to after a bout of stress it rebounds and then you you should have a a higher hrv on average right if your body is responding well your sleep score hopefully is is reflecting you know a body that's ready to go so from from that standpoint will the exercise recommendation bump you up as well so if if you do have really good readings will it do the the opposite and say hey today instead of what was on the docket for 5k maybe it's 10k today will will the feedback say all right now let's push it well so part of the um recommendations uh is you know I guess built into that is is trying to you know make sure that um, workouts are spaced out accordingly, you know, so we're not giving you back to back hard efforts or we're not giving you you know a hard workout and then a long run and then another hard workout. Um, and that you know your um, your um, training load is getting um, balanced. you're getting a variety of um, low aerobic, high aerobic and, and anaerobic efforts. Um, so, you know, that you're getting all of that stimulus to help improve your fitness. Uh, so in those suggestions, um, you won't see, um, you know, it go from like a easy base run all of a sudden to a sprint. I think that the big thing though, is if you already had that scheduled, um, that suggestion was already there. Um, you know, that's a really good, um, indicator, like kind of looking at those metrics. Um, you know, we have another one too, that, that encompasses even more, it, it more holistically, um, even more metrics about your training and your lifestyle to kind of tell you how ready you are for training. Um, I think looking at that can, can kind of, um, give you that confirmation or give you that boost that, that today's the day to really give it my all on this workout. Well, Carrie, we've talked a lot about, you know, sleep and HRV, but I mean, I know there's a lot of other matrix that are out there, metrics that we need to look at. So can you talk to us a little bit about that? And what, what does Garmin look at specifically? Because I know that's obviously who you work for. Um, <laughs> and it's also going to let me know even more information about my watch, because this thing has this thing does more than like my brain can do. It seems like I'm like every day I find something new on here. I'm like, oh, check that out. So yeah, <laughs> it's impressive it's <laughs> how much we can try. And very <laughs> But if you could yeah. kind of talk about metrics, that'd be great. Yeah, yeah, for sure. So um, on um, some of our Garmin wearables, we have um, a feature that's called training readiness. Uh, and that, um, what I was just saying, you know, it'll it'll give you a score. Um, it's a zero to 100 score. And it'll tell you, um, you know, looking at a myriad of, of data about your training and lifestyle data, it'll tell you how ready you are to train and basically kind of inform you about how well your body is going to benefit from that, from a hard training session. Uh, and so, you know, some of the information we look at, we look at sleep, we look at last night's sleep score. We also look at your recent sleep. So, um, you know, last night's sleep score is most going to have the most, uh, impact, but also, you know, what's your sleep history look like? Have you, um, slept well or slept poorly, um, in recent nights, that's going to have an impact as well on what your overall readiness looks like. Um, we look at your recovery time, which is basically um, gives us an indication of um, how recovered you are from recent exercise. Uh, so, um, you know, if you just did a really hard workout yesterday, you're going to have a lot of recovery time from that. 
um, and that's going to have an impact on your readiness score. Uh, we also look at your um, acute load, and that's your training load. Um, you know, so all of the um, load that you've built up um, from recent training sessions, and we look to see, you know, is your um, recent load is that um, you know kind of a normal amount for you, or is that more? Have you been doing more recently? Um, and and if you're doing more recently, that could um, lower your score. If you're kind of within mm -hmm. your normal range, um, mm -hmm. that could you know kind of keep your score in a in a better higher <laughs> um, higher level. And then um, the HRV status um, that that plays a role as well, whether you're um, balanced or um, unbalanced or low. Uh, and then last, we also look at your stress, at what your um, stress has been recently over the last couple of days, and all of that combined. Um, you know, kind of like we were talking with the sleep score, you know, we take all of this underlying information and then um, give you a score um, from all that that's easier to interpret. And you can look at that score um, and make some judgments off of that of, okay, you know, I see that my score is low today, so um, maybe I'll take it easy. Or I see that my score is high or even prime today. So man, like that's that's really good. That's giving me a good confidence boost. Um, today's a good day to really give it my all. Carrie, did you just say prime? Mine has never said prime. I don't know. It's just like, so rare state to get into. And I don't know. I'm like, wow, I've never hit that level. So <laughs> something to look forward to. Uh, the, the best I ever got was moderate. I just, just, I'm and for those of you that are, are listening to us, I'm actually showing here my, my little score here with I'm at the green. I got 65 and I'm moderate. Right. And that's and it says here, it's like, hey, I didn't sleep great, but, you know, my readiness looks pretty good. Yeah. So, yeah. And that's all I've ever seen is green. I've never gotten into the the next the next higher up is green, uh, blue, and then it goes up into purple. I maybe seen blue once, but. <laughs> I guess I'm not working out hard enough. <laughs> or too hard. I don't know. <laughs> or, too, or too hard. Yeah, so. I am not sharing mine at all. <laughs> I just pulled it up. I'm like, wait, what? So You're I, orange. I, I bet you're orange. To, listen to your body. Listen to your body. Your status is low. <laughs> so, I'm a hot mess, Carrie. So. <laughs> So, so, so Carrie, with, with all of this information on sleep and recovery and training readiness, if somebody wants more information, where where can they go as far as Garmin is concerned, and what Garmin has to offer as far as what tools are are that that are available to somebody who is more interested in 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 finding more about about themselves and their recovery status? Yeah, uh, well, we do have a lot of um, content available um, on some of our. Uh, uh, we have our running science uh, and health science pages, um, and those uh, kind of do some deep dives into uh, some of this information we've talked about today um, to help you understand a bit more some of the information about these um, performance metrics uh, we've talked about and some of these health um, tracking metrics that we've talked about. So those are a great um, resource to learn more, um, and that's available on our uh Garmin.com website. That's awesome. Perfect. 
So, and Carrie, like one final question, I guess, you know, we've covered a lot of information and thank you again for your time because we know you're, ex you're extremely busy and I love having you on because I learned something new each and every time I talk to anyone from Garmin, a lot about myself and, and of course the data, but what would be the key points that you would want to leave the audience before we log off about just HRV sleep and just tracking data in general? I think, um, you know, one thing I, I would say is, um, you know, with all of this, it's kind of, um, you know, it's, it's more information, um, to inform you and, and for you to take action on. Um, and so I think, you know, it's still, uh, something, um, something to utilize, something to, um, maybe, um, pay attention to, uh, you know, what you're, what your lifestyle habits are, what your training habits are, um, and, and use that information to make informed decisions. You know, I think, um, you know, it's different metrics, it's still your body. And so it's, you know, it's your, <laughs> it's your choice to kind of, um, make, make those decisions, make those judgment calls as far as how you utilize that information. So it's just kind of, um, more, more tools, um, more data, um, to equip you to make informed decisions about your training and your well-being. Perfect, because that's exactly what it has meant for myself mm -hmm. and my clients. So thanks, Carrie, for explaining the basically the the ins and outs of of wearables, especially with Garmin and, and some of the metrics that it has to offer. So I consider myself a smarter man now than I was 30 minutes ago. So appreciate <laughs> you being here, Carrie. Yeah, this has been a lot of fun. Thank you for awesome. having me. Oh, it's our pleasure. So for those of you listening to us here on Random Fit and this episode of Sleep Recovery Secret Weapon, on behalf of Wendy Batts and I, we appreciate you and for taking the time to listen to Carrie Futrell from Garmin and this episode of Random Fit. So if you like what you heard today and you want to hear more from us, like, follow, subscribe, download, and more importantly, share. Let others in your life that have common interests with random fitness know what we have to offer because we're trying to offer you everything you want to know about random fitness stuff so until next time everybody take care and be well